Welcome to Top 5, a show where we count things down from number 5 all the way to number 1. And this week, I was scrolling through the Major Spoilers Discord, which, dear listener, you can join absolutely for free, no cost to you. And there's all sorts of cool gifts waiting upon your arrival, all sorts of channels that you can talk about. And one of them, of course, is the Top 5 Podcast channel. And I was scrolling through this week, and uh, one of the suggestions was uh, things that we were not as good as you hoped they would be or hoped it would be. So this week's show, suggested by someone in our Discord, which could be you, dear listener, link in the show notes for you to go join us. Top five, not as good as you hoped it would be. Matthew, what are you going to start out with this week for your number five? My number five is actually one that is really puzzling to me um, because all of my life I have thought, hey, how great would it be to do this? And so now in adulthood, I have finally sat down. I have put effort and stuff into my number five, losing weight. Now, here's the thing they don't tell you about losing weight. First of all, uh, it sucks. You're like exercising or you're, you're doing terrible things. And, you know, if you take medications, they gave me medications and they're just, they're just horrible. But the thing that is most frustrating and the thing that I think probably causes a lot of the recidivism that you see in people who, you know, womble up and down in their weight, I started hella fat, right? And I lost in the space of about four months, I lost 75 pounds, so this is the thing. I was still hella fat. <laughs> and I went from wearing a size of clothing tight to wearing that same size of clothing loose. So really nothing changed in terms of, you know, it wasn't a go and, hey, now we have a whole new wardrobe. Hey, you feel like a whole new person. You know, 75 pounds is a good chunk, 15, 20% of your body weight. It is nothing to sneeze at. But again... Still hella fat. I still, you know, wander around and feel like, boy, my knee kind of hurts or I'm a little out of breath going up these stairs. And people are like, no, if you lose any weight at all, anytime you lose weight, your life will be better. And I'm like, but but it's not. I'm not sure I and hear people say that that if you lose any no, amount of do. weight, your your life will my be better. doctor constantly tells me if you just even lose just a little bit, everything, your, your life will well, be better. Well, let me uh, well, I don't know about this, cool. but let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Yeah. When when yeah. the clothes that were tight suddenly were loose, did you feel yeah. good about that? No, because then they started falling off. <laughs> well, see, I don't know, uh, a plus because, right there. Now you can go and buy a belt. If your, pants, if your pants fall off, then people, you know, laugh and send pictures into Bob Saget. No, uh, no, they don't do that anymore. Bob's Bob Saget's dead. So, uh, you know, but hey, look I, at this. You yeah. said you said you get to buy new wardrobes. You get to buy a new belt. Look at the positives, little positives. I'll tell you when I but lost a significant thing. when I when I lost the a significant belt. amount of weight, when yeah. I lost a significant amount of weight, I didn't realize it until I went to a place and I sat down in a movie theater. And this was uh, old movie theater seating, not today's movie theater seating. And I was like, wow, this seat is roomy. And I'm talking about like 1950s theater seat seating. And it, I, it was I felt like it was not pushing up against me so much. And I didn't feel like I had lost weight. But after the movie, I was out in the lobby talking to the uh, to the person. I was like, wow, you guys uh, upgraded your seating. And they're like, no, no, we didn't. And then I was like, well, crap, I guess I lost some weight then. So you got to look at those sure, little little wins. Is. 
There aren't positives to it. I'm saying it was not as good as I hoped it would be. Okay. You know, I kind of was like, oh, you know what would be cool is if I lost a bunch of weight and then like Ashley Graham would descend from the sky. Yeah, you on, got too uh, high expectations for that. Like, and she would, <laughs> she would be like, here is your kiss, my king, as as a reward for losing all of the weight. Oh, And then we would, you know, we would go and have banana splits and watch horror movies because that's what you do. We might actually go skating. It's hard to say. But I'm just saying. You may may have uh, set your expectation bar a little bit too high on that one. Well, you didn't say I had to have realistic expectations. You always have to have real expectations when you're setting goals. As expectation. I mean, not as good as I hoped it was. be. I can hope a lot of things, you know. All right. My number five, uh, I enjoy reading a lot. I enjoy reading a lot of different books and from a lot of uh, peers and from a lot of uh, people that I know and interact with, uh, everyone was saying, you really need to read these books by Brandon Sanderson, especially when he took over for Wheel of Time, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, and people were getting me hyped about reading some Brandon Sanderson books. And I picked up one of his books and I opened it and I didn't even make it past the first chapter. Because I was like, I don't, I don't care for this writing. I don't care for this style. I don't care for the words that this person uses. Not to say that this person isn't a good writer because he's very prolific. In fact, during lockdown, what did he write? Like 622 books uh, during lockdown. And it was like 14 or something like tw- that, 12 or something like that. Um, so it's not saying that he's not a prolific writer or that he's not a good writer. He's just not a writer that I enjoy reading. And the hype was built up to where when I got to it, I had a hard time figuring out why people really enjoy his writing. And so I've not gone back uh, and probably never will. Um, But uh, yeah, my number five, Brandon Sanderson's books. Not as good as as I hoped they would be. Is he the one who was like, uh, here are the laws of magic in the cartoon universe or something? Because I remember Sanderson's laws of magic, but I don't know what they are. Um, I don't know. Uh, they may be because he writes a lot of high fantasy type stuff. And he also uh, he took over so, the wheel of time when that author passed away. Um, yeah. uh, and he's and he has his own like, universe like aubergine or whatever. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. He does have. Uh, I see this here. Uh, Sanderson's laws of magic. Uh, he is from Utah. And uh, like I said, during lockdown, he ended oh, up writing just a ton of books. Which if you um, look at this guy, though, he looks like what it would look like if you and I were physically able to have no, a child. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. He's got like my my face like with on your head. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's my number five. I'm not. Uh, I don't have anything against the person. His style of writing was just not for me, and that's okay. Uh, if you enjoy him, uh, please continue to enjoy him. But um, was not not what I was expecting. All right, Matthew, we are into our number fours. What do you have for your number four? My number four is tangentially related to my number five. Um, I now that my kid uh, lives asterisk in another state, uh, they do travel back and forth. But for the last probably ten years, I have made a lot of trips from my hometown to Kansas City to uh, MCI, the Missouri International Airport where you fly out if you live in Kansas. I mean, it's it's a lot. I don't know why, but even if I were like flying to Wichita, I would have to drive to Kansas City to fly to Wichita. And on the way to Kansas City, there is a, like a mall complex where two interstate highways intersect. It's like uh, 475 and 
I-70 meet. And right there is the Legends. And the Legends has always been kind of cool. They have like a Dave and Buster's. They had a T-Rex cafe for a while. But I keep hearing all of these cool stories about restaurants we don't have. So my number four is Whataburger. Mm. Or as I like to say to annoy the Wait, hell they out have of a the Whataburger what? there? Burger, yeah. I know they have five they guys. Have- I, no, I know they have five guys there, but I don't think they have a Whataburger there. Yeah, they have a Whataburger. Um, when you when you go up into the Legends, if you know where the Dave and Buster's is, yeah. it's on the north side. But there's a a Whataburger and like a Jack in the Box and I think a Wendy's and a Starbucks. Oh, you're right. talking. Oh, so not in Legends proper. It is on the outside, it's the right outskirts. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I know where you're talking about now. I thought you meant inside yeah. Legends, and I was like, no, there's a there's a bunch of different restaurants there and a Five Guys, but what? Are, yeah, Whataburger's across the street. Yeah. Yeah, just yeah. like correcting me. No, no, no. Because so I, I was trying to figure out had I have I been to Legends so many times and we just walked right past Whataburger? Uh no, it's you it's probably. uh no, it's it's across the street. I know where it's at now. Also, that means that you've been driving past me uh like regularly to go to Legends like for, for years yeah, now. Yeah. Haven't even yeah. sent Yeah, sent exactly. Hey, exactly. Hey, yeah, let that let that sink in and, and tell us more about your number four in Whataburger. Um, and we had an experience where I went to an In-N-Out burger when we went to Salt Lake City a few years ago for um, Nerdtacular. Yeah. And In-N-Out didn't necessarily live up to the hype, but it was a good burger. But what a burger. Everybody told me, oh, what a burger's different. You'll love it. It's better. Everything's good. You know, it's not like the same thing. And I'm like, but it's it's basically, to me, it tastes just like Wendy's. I had a, a what a burger, and I think we had some sort of chickeny thing. Uh, they did have a good shake, I believe, but I think it was a Dr. Pepper shake, or maybe I'm thinking of Jack in the Box, but I remember specifically sitting in the car with the child and going, does this feel like it's that much better? And this is the one that's owned by Marky Mark, right? That's Wahlburgers. Oh, Wahlburgers, okay. Yeah, What a Burger is the one that stole the Wonder Woman symbol yeah, yeah, yeah. from the 1980s, but Wahlburgers we actually have uh, across the road. I can go to the Wahlburgers. My kid used to work in the Hy-Vee. There's a Wahlburger right across from her Starbucks. But yeah, the Whataburger was okay, but it wasn't great. And I'd heard such buildup. It was really disappointing to me to have, oh yeah, it's this great restaurant. You'll wish you'd been there. And I'm like, but it's got to be the same beef and the same tomatoes and the same lettuce. I mean, it's not like they have a magical pipeline but yeah, it was it was disappointing to me because it was okay. It just wasn't as good as I hoped. And that's also why, you know, my number five was losing weight because I can compare all of these burger joints and tell you. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, so are you saying that you can't do that now because you've been losing weight or you tried losing weight and you're not? And so now you can go and try all the hamburgers? I'm saying that I used to be able to try oh, okay. all the hamburgers. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I don't necessarily. I don't eat as much beef since I changed. Yeah, my I, diet. I don't. I don't like beef. I, I mean, if you were to ask me, what are the what you know? What are your top five proteins? Uh, it would be chicken number one, right? Chicken would be number one. Then probably tofu. Uh, oh. Then maybe pork because I'd perf- I don't really like pork that much. Uh, I'll take the uh, the uh, what's his name from. Uh, Pulp Fiction's attitude towards uh, pork. And then beef is kind of like the bottom of that. Like, you know, if I go to um, Arby's, I'd rather have their slathered barbecue chicken sandwich 
then I would rather have a roast beef sandwich. And if uh, and, and the bad thing is that I could eat chicken every single day. Unfortunately, everyone else in my family can't eat chicken every single day because I get tired of it. So beef does end up being a, a, a fairly regular part. But I agree with you. I beef is not a, a big protein source for me. So there I you think go. once you stop eating as much beef, sometimes you're like, you don't have the tolerance for it. Could be. Yeah. Like- yeah. Yeah. I mean, I haven't had alcohol in a long time. I, I like I went vegetarian for a couple of years and that was like that was literally life changing. Uh, and uh, I just have not really gone back to beef since. I mean, gone back to it like I used to um, since mm-hmm. then. So, yeah, I get what you're coming from there. I've never eaten at a Whataburger or a Wahlburger or things like that. I've eaten at five guys. Yeah. But I can see where you're coming from on that. I've actually got a food item on my list, but it's coming up in a little bit right now. My number four, Spider-Man Far From Home, or as I like to call call it, Spider-Man European Vacation. There's been quite a quite a discussion in the major spoilers discord um, in the movies channel uh, where people are like, oh, you know, here's uh, all these sequels are so much better than the originals. Like uh, Terminator 2 is much better than Terminator. And so many people out there think Aliens is better than Alien. And I don't disagree with uh I disagree with a lot of those uh, assumptions. Uh, One that I was really super excited about because I love Spider-Man Homecoming so much that I put it up there as one of the best, if not the best. Well, it's definitely the best live action superhero movie out there. And it is up there as probably the number two uh, best superhero movie of all time. The first being Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. But I was super excited to go see Far From Home. And my son and I were up for a soccer camp in Kansas City uh, when that movie came out. Uh, And so I was like, hey, let us go to a really nice movie theater. Uh, And I put in nice because it's AMC. So nice is kind of like picking up uh, a Whataburger off the floor of the of the restroom and biting into it. And that's the equivalent of an AMC theater. (laughs) But uh, we said we went there to see Spider-Man Far From Home. And I thought it was a a movie that I was super hyped about, but it just did not live up to my expectations uh, to be as good as I thought it would be. I, I wanted it to be as good as Spider-Man Homecoming, and it just it just kind of failed. And it follows pretty much the same plot points as European Vacation, so that's why I call it Spider-Man European Vacation. Uh, but yeah, my number four, Spider-Man Far From Home, uh, something that is not as good as I hoped it would be. So there you go. Uh, we are now into our what? What's that? European Vacation is great. Yeah, it's okay. It's not as good as the original Vacation. I think it is. And I, don't, I don't think so. And and I know people are like, oh, Christmas Vacation is the best. No, it's not. I, I would definitely, I would probably go. Uh, vacation is the best. Yeah. Which one? I, I would go with a uh, Vacation. Then maybe Christmas Vacation, Las Vegas, and then uh, European. Have you seen the launch boot where uh, Rusty goes and takes his family? Yes, I saw. I saw parts of that, and I was just like, mm, eh. <laughs> again, that was one that didn't even I didn't even have expectations for. So there's no way that it could be good as I hoped it would be. It uh, it could only be better than I hoped it would be. So there you go, uh, Matthew. We are now into our number threes, and what do you have for your number three? Number three. Number three. Number three. When I was a young man. Uh, you can sing the Warthog song if you want. When I was younger, I used to be the only comic nerd in the city of Beloit, Kansas. That did change, thankfully. Um, there were other people, and there were people who were not interested in letting people know that they were comic nerds. 
but I didn't necessarily have anyone to share my early fandom with. I didn't have anyone to go, oh my gosh, you guys, this Wolverine dude, oh my gosh, he's so cool. And of course, you know, in 1984, that was the case. But you kind of get to a point, and I feel like in my history, the stuff that I've been into always just seems to get more and more popular until it's not, and then everybody mocks it forever. But there was a point about the time, maybe a couple of years after you and I got to college, uh, when there was sort of an internet. There was the Usenet. And you could get on the Usenet and you could talk to people who were fans and other places. You could go to like Rec Arts Comics and you could hang out and talk to people and be like, oh, man, did you read that new issue? Oh, yeah, that was amazing. Oh, it was pretty cool. And then it it really occurred to me that um, my number three – Online fandoms are just not as much fun as I hoped because sharing your, your cool stuff that you love is wonderful. But then you also get to a point where anytime you're like, Hey, did you guys read this? You'll have nine people go, that sucked. Have you read it? No, I just know that sucked. And it's not necessarily only seen in the online communities it's not like something that you don't see live but i feel like there really is a tendency and thankfully i do love our discord and that our discord avoids a lot of this but many times you get into the online fandoms and the only voices you hear are the people screaming about oh, yeah. you know oh yeah. Yeah. i've been sharing my thoughts on that recently a lot too so i, I agree with you oh absolutely and you do get to a point where Sometimes having a smaller group is better because then you don't have as many of those screaming voices telling you you're a terrible person. Somebody was like, what's what's the best Quentin Tarantino movie? I'm like, I don't know what's the best, but my favorite is probably the Kurt Russell half of of Grindhouse. And they're like, oh, you're wrong and bad and awful. And I'm like, you didn't, what, how can I be wrong on what I like best? And that encapsulates the issue was my number three thing that is not as good as I hoped it would be. Yeah. An online. Yeah. Toxic, toxic fandom is really a bad thing. And I've talked about this quite a bit too, that, um, unfortunately every fandom doesn't matter what it is. Could be can comic book fandom, could be football fandom, could be, you know, coffee fandom, cannibal fandom. Yeah. Cannibal, cannibal fandom. Uh, you're going to say, they're going to say European long pig is not as good as, as American long pig. Uh, you know, no, that European long pig is the sequel. The original <laughs> was national lampoons long pig. Yeah. And, and you know, so pig. yeah, no, but you're going to, you definitely are going to run into every kind of toxic, um, personality in every fandom that's out there. And it's unfortunate that the loud obnoxious yeah. one, uh, is the one that gets the most attention. Um, and, and so that's, that's what really ruins it, uh, pretty easily for me too. So I agree with you on that one. Uh, my number three, I was pretty hot on when we moved over to them because uh, they were great. The support was great. It felt like I was getting individualized support for all of the problems and our needs. But since about 2017, when they had a I think they had a merger that got bought or uh, acquired somebody, our current hosting provider has been disappointing me more and more and more each day. Where every time I call, it used to be I could call and I could say, hey, can you transfer me to the technical support people? And then I get on the phone with somebody and say, hey, can you look into this? And they'd be on the phone with me in like five or 10 minutes. The problem would be solved. 
Now they won't allow you to do that anymore. You have to fill out a support ticket and it may take up to 24 to 48 hours for that ticket to be resolved. And they spell out pretty clearly in their FAQ that, uh, yeah, any downtime that you experience, we don't reimburse you for lost funds on that, which is probably why they had a class action lawsuit in 2022 when they had a uh, either a denial of service attack or a ransomware attack uh, that took down like a large portion of their of their uh, servers and companies that they were doing support for. Uh, every time I try to call, uh, every time their salesperson calls in to me, um, it sounds like they live on a very busy street with the windows open and uh, they have uh, their kids screaming in the background the entire time to the point where it's like, I'm sorry, I cannot under, I can't understand you over all the noise. We're ending this call now. So our current hosting provider, not as I, not as good as I hoped it would be, especially when they keep saying, Hey, we're going to up your, your server costs by another hundred dollars this month. And here's another thing. When I moved over and we were setting everything up on, on our hosting provider, uh, they took care of all of that. They were like, Hey, let us move you over. We will make sure that this is all configured and everything. Now it's like, Hey, you need to move over to a new server or one of our new servers that we have here. Uh, you're going to have to do it all yourself, or you're going to have to contract somebody to do it. We won't do it for you. Uh, and until you do that, we're going to start charging you a hundred extra dollars a month. Uh, so yeah, our current hosting provider is, uh, starting to make me more and more frustrated to the point where I'm starting to look for a cheaper solution. Um, certainly we are in the mid range. We are right in the mid range price of what they charge. The low end is I think $500 a month. Their high end is like $1,500 a month. And so we're right in the middle of that. And I don't really want to look forward to paying $850 a month uh, for our hosting, but our current hosting provider is not as good as I hoped it would be. It was at first, but that, that, uh, that honeymoon wore off. So there you go. That is our that is my number three, my current hosting provider. And many of you will know who that is. And if you don't, eh, that's OK, too. Um, but here's the thing. Here's what you can do. You're like, holy crap. Uh, we need to make sure that uh, these ever growing costs that major spoilers incurs to provide free entertainment to me week after week um, is is able to continue far into the future. And you can help support our cause and you can help support uh, us being independent from all those others, we're not the NPRs, we're not the Joe Rogans, we're not the we're not the uh, the uh, uh, the McElroy brothers. We're not we're not uh, getting kickbacks from major brands. We are truly an independent podcast, an independent show coming to you uh, every other week for top five every week for a lot of our other shows. And we want to continue to do so. And you can help us out by making a small, a small, affordable monthly contribution. I mean, this is affordable, Matthew. Five bucks a month will keep us independent. And keep us going forward far into the future. And I know what you're thinking, dear listener. How can I step up right now and give you my $5 a month to make sure that I can hear the rest of top five all the way through the end of 2024? And I'll tell you, dear listener, you can do it very easily. All you have to do is point your browser to patreon.com slash major spoilers. That's patreon.com slash major spoilers and sign up for the silver level membership. A very affordable $5 a month every month keeps the show going. And if we can't meet our, our costs, we're going to have to start cutting back because more of that money is going to our current hosting provider, unfortunately. And so uh, you can help us out and keep us going. As I said, patreon.com slash major spoilers at the $5 level. You do get access to secret channels on our major spoilers discord, which we've been talking about throughout this entire uh, uh, show. 
including our Major Spoilers podcast pre-show and some other secret channels. It's only available when you become a Silver Level member or higher at patreon.com slash spoilers. So what are you waiting for? Go help us out today with this very affordable contribution. Matthew, what do you have for your number two? My number two, and I think this may be a common one for a lot of people. Uh, it really was a moment of disillusionment for me that came, I think, in, in the mid-1990s, um, when I was just wandering around and I said to myself, here I am, I'm in college, I'm doing my thing, I'm going to go out. I remember when I was younger thinking, oh, I sure am going to be happy when I grow up and get to do whatever I want to do. So my number two thing that's not as good as I hoped it would be is growing up, being an adult, and being able to, and there are air quotes around this, do whatever I want to do. Because <sighs> there are days, I swear, I would rather have, no, wait, that's a different song. There are days, though, when you get up, you're an adult. Um, my job involves getting up, putting on shoes, getting in the car, going to a building, being locked in the basement with some nice ladies. And they are nice ladies, don't get me wrong. And then getting yelled at for eight hours by old people who don't understand. And many of them are, I, I, I don't want to be cruel, but these people don't. And they yell at me, but if I don't go do that, I don't have any money. And then I can't feed the child and buy their medical supplies. And then my wife will hit me with a hammer. And it just, it all spins and you say anything you want to do. So this afternoon, I wanted to go and get myself a nice cup of coffee. But I said, I don't have any money in my checking account. I know what I'll do. I'm going to use the app and I'm going to use my thing and I'm going to take it out and it'll come through and everything will be fine and it'll come out of my PayPal. Well, I went there and their website was down and they're like, oh, you need to update the thing. And I'm like, well, I don't want to update the thing. So then I had to give them money, but I didn't actually have any money. So I had to actually use the account that I didn't have any money in. And what it all boiled down to was that no matter how good my coffee was, it was frustrating to have to deal with all this adult crap. And as lovely as it is, to be 53 and not have to worry about things like, you know, oh, what am I going to do with my life? I've pretty much done it. I'm just going to now just coast on my laurels, hang out, do my thing, maybe occasionally have a hamburger, go to bed at a decent hour. But man, adulthood is not as good as I hoped it would end, has much less quicksand than I was told to believe but not necessarily as good as I hoped it would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, wait, um, uh, that's all really well and good. Let's go back to the part where your wife hits you with a hammer. What do we have to do to make that happen? <laughs> no, 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 no. We have to make that not happen. I, I mean, perspectives, man. Because, because <laughs> if that happens, who will be funny on your shows? I mean, Rodrigo, Rand. Okay, I can bring any number of people in. Yeah. 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 Oh, but I could. I could, ladies and gentlemen. $5 a month, patreon.com slash major spoilers. Uh, my number two, I mentioned there was a food item on my list and we lost our KFC here ooh, about four years ago. I want to say now the and two story legendary. Yeah. The KFC. two story legendary KFC. And we didn't have KFC really. I mean, we had chicken, but not like fast food chicken. We had like chicken that you get at the, at the, uh, Dylan's or chicken that you get at the Walmart, but that's not like fast food chicken. 
right? Chicken that you get at like the gas station. Yeah, we don't have one of those that sells chicken at the gas station. I would question that. Um, but we did. So during all that time, we were doing a lot of traveling soccer and going around. And uh, people were like, oh, man, Popeye's chicken. Popeye's chicken is the best. You got to go and get their Popeye's chicken sandwiches. Ah, these are the And there was a huge craze across the nation where everybody suddenly had to go to Popeye's to get their to get their Popeye's chicken. And when there was a chicken shortage, people went nuts. How are we going to get our Popeye's chicken? And finally, Popeye's chicken came to to our hometown about a year ago. Eh, maybe last summer, I think it opened up. Yeah, last summer. And so I was all geared up to go and try the Popeye's chicken, especially their Popeye's chicken sandwich. And they're not as good as other chicken sandwiches that I enjoy eating. It's enjoyable, but I think the hype, this is again like the Brandon Sanderson or the Spider-Man European vacation, just doesn't live up to the hype. But I mean, if we're going to go have some fast food chicken, then, you know, Popeye's is really the only place we can go. And they're fine. I mean, uh, their chicken basket is fine. They're uh, hot wings are fine. Uh, their chicken sandwiches are fine, but I can make a much better chicken sandwich than what Popeye's does at home. And that's, and that's sad. And so, you're, um, you're that, we have McDonald's at home, dad. You're that. Guy. No, 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 no. I'm not that guy. Because if, if it's easier for me to go and get, you know, Wendy's, or if it's easier for me to go and get, uh, take out something, something, uh, I'm all for that. Uh, because that's the less work that and cleanup that I have to do in the kitchen. But if someone was like, oh, dad, Popeye's has the best uh, chicken sandwich. Can we have the best chicken sandwich in the world? I'd be like, sit your butt down. I'm going to make you the best chicken sandwich in the world. And my boys would agree that the chicken sandwich that I make is better than Popeye's chicken. But the convenience factor is oftentimes that weighs out. Um, so that is the problem. So, yeah, uh, Popeye's chicken is not as good as I hoped it would be. But then again. Uh, there you go. All right. We have reached our number ones and Matthew, I'm interested to hear what your number one is. My number one is actually a relatively new one for me. Although all of the adult women in my house have been a part of this particular, uh, grouping this uh, particular game, whatever you want to call it for a couple, three years. And so actually just this last couple of weeks, I have started thanks to a couple of changes in my office, to be able to work from home. So what I do is I do the same thing I would do. I get up. I don't have to put on shoes. You know, I go, I brush my teeth, I wash my hair, whatever the thing, you know. You go and you sit down, and my desk is in my bedroom. So I'm like a foot from my bed. And I'm doing the same job that I do locked in the basement. But there's no one to talk to. And, you know, with the cat is outside the door yelling at me the whole time. I just want to I want to hit him with a stick. And I, when I'm at work, I'm not on my personal internet, which means that I'm not the one who is, you know, burning up 50,000 gigabytes of whatever you want to call it. And if my internet freezes up at work, I can just go and wait for the IT guys to fix it. If my internet craps out in the house, I'm then on the phone with Cox Cable, and I'm like, okay, but, you know, my sister, my broken internet, I could come fix the thing. And it's fine, 
but it's also not as good as I was led to believe it would be. People are like, ah, working from home changed my life. And that's as may be. And I don't, you know, if you do work from home and you love it, I absolutely do not have anything bad to say to you because I don't hate it. I mean, yesterday I worked from home and I was just like, boy, I just don't want to go in today. And I'm glad that I can just be here in my house, you know, with no shoes on and do most of my job. Somebody has to do a couple of the things that I do physically in the office at, you know, some time. So it's not like I will always be able to be working from home 40 hours a week every other week, but it's just something about it feels wrong and it's not the life changer the game changer that i thought it was and i wonder if also, that is my wife hasn't left the house in like a week i wonder if that is because you have very specific tasks that have to occur between this hour and this hour and you are kind of say for your cigarette breaks um you're kind of locked into doing that whereas a lot of other people work from home a cigarette break. They don't, they don't give you a break every um, four hours or whatever it is. Break. I have a break every two and a half hours. Yeah. 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 Like a cigarette, yeah, cigarette break. break. You're not actually um, allowed to smoke in my office. I mean, you can smoke at home. See, that's the, the, there's a benefit already of working from home. You get a smoke in your own home. Ah, look at the benefits that, that are arising right here. But I wonder too, because um, there are other things like if I'm working from home, I can do some tasks and then I can say, okay, I've got like 10 minutes. I can go do something else for 10 minutes right. and I might go throw the laundry in the, into the laundromat. You can't do that because you're answering the phones nonstop for right. those two and a half hours well, until I mean, your manager I, logs on and says, Matthew, you may now take a cigarette break. Your cigarette break <laughs> begins now. And then you go I off and then you come back that and then, and then you <laughs> are back to, to doing that, that same repetitive task. So you don't have that freedom of just like, yeah, I'm going to take my my break this time or I'm going to go uh, feed the cat or I'm going to go make a sandwich. Uh, you don't I don't think you have that that freedom. It sounds like a little bit. I mean, you know, the other day we uh, I decided I was going to order in coffee. So I was able to step away, get my coffee, do my thing. But yeah, and it's also it's not necessarily a here of the set task kind of thing. It's more of a. At certain times of certain days, things get out of control, but you can't really predict it. So there are times when I'll be sitting here in my, you know, my living room or my bedroom, and I'll be bored because, oh, man, we don't have the volume right now. Six people on. We don't have a bunch of calls. So now I'm kind of staring into space. And while I could sit there and watch Netflix, theoretically, I'm not going to be able to enjoy the movie. It's just there's a social aspect of being physically in the office too, that I do miss, you know, I do miss being able to sit and hear, Oh, my coworker son is doing this and he's acting up or something's going. So you like the social aspect of going to work to some degree. Yeah. 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 It's it's like the stuff that we do in the pre-show, you know, you're like, Oh yeah, the, the, the boy did this and the sidekick did this. And then, you know, the wife hit me with a hammer, but it didn't work because I have a really, really thick head. And, that's the whole yes, you know, you part of head. that. Yeah. Part of that is missing. But also, I was led to believe that work from home is like not as much like work. And that's not true at all. No, it's still work. So, but yeah. I think it's it, it, the, uh, for me, 
the the joy yeah. of working from home is no middle manager constantly breathing down your <laughs> your your uh, neck. And I think for a lot of people, it's that middle management suck up turd head that has no right. business being employed by the organization whose only job is to breathe down your neck and make your life miserable. Right. Uh, I think that, and then of course the whole, you know, two hours stuck in traffic or the, you know, right. the horrible train commuter, whatever it is, removing that, that horrible middle manager, removing the, the long commute times that alone makes for a lot of people, especially when they can get their tasks done where they're not like punching a clock uh, kind of thing. That's what makes work from home really bearable. But I don't think that you have that. I mean, it doesn't sound like you have those, those issues as much as, as other people, but again, you're in a, you're in a service, you're in a service industry. So it's much harder for you to be like data entry. I think data entry would be very different if somebody's just like, Hey, you've got to, you've got to enter these uh, 1000 things this week. Hey, I got my 1000 things done. It's Wednesday. I'm taking the next two days off and no one needs to know about it. Um, (laughs) that, that is, that is that plus, but if you got a middle manager breathing down your neck, Suddenly you're like, oh, I'm just going to do my 200 a day. And then at the end of the week, I've done my thousand and then I'm out of here. So, yeah. Well, I'm not. But I get I get where you're coming. I get where you're coming from. I get where you're coming from. I can see how it's not the greatest. I am. I am maybe editing images for for 10 things. every Yeah. See, there you go. That's just a whole thing. But yeah. But that's. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So. One point in the in the 80s, we had a trilogy of movies that were fantastic. And you thought after the third movie that, yeah, that was a pretty good ending. I guess we're never going to see that movie franchise ever again until the early 2000s when they were like, remember your favorite franchise of all time? We're bringing it back. And I was very much excited about seeing this franchise be resurrected. And then uh, I bought all the Legos I was uh, checking out all of the um, all of the the stories about it, and then I went and saw it, and it was not as good as I hoped it would be. I am, of course, talking about Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> it was I, I see where they're coming from. You know, Star Wars had its big resurrection moments. George Lucas and Steven Spielberg were working together again. It was all great. But I think that, especially in George Lucas's case, I really like George Lucas, so I don't really have a thing against George Lucas. But if I were to give him a a minor critique, I would say that I think he uh, smelled too much of the virtual reality uh, and what it could be. And he tried to force it a little bit too soon. So unfortunately, when you watch a lot of Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, you're looking at a lot of stuff where the technology doesn't meet the visuals and they rely too much on digital to make the movie happen. And I think that when you compare that to the original three Raiders of the Lost Ark uh, movies, because it's more practical effects, because the digital effects are minimum at best, if there are any at all, um, that it, it brings a lot more realness to the image. But Kingdom of the Crystal Skull relied heavily on digital effects and they didn't look good then. They certainly don't look good now. And the sets looked very small and self-contained, whereas, you know, you're driving through the desert. You've got the whole desert to look at Um, that 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 says something. 
Um, you know, I don't I mean, say what you will about Shia LaBeouf. I don't think that the character of Mutt Williams added anything to Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, likewise, I don't mind the aliens angle, because if you're taking uh, your pulp stories and you're moving them forward to the time period that this uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull takes place, it very much falls into aliens are going to be part of that that pulp story. So I don't mind that, even though I, apparently George Lucas said it's not aliens, it's people from a it's beings from another dimension. Um, you know, whatever, George, it's still aliens. Uh, so unfortunately, as much as I love the first three, at least the first two Indiana Jones movies, um, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull just did not do it for me. And as much hype as that movie had around it, and that may be part of it, too, and, and maybe one of the reasons why this list was created, because I think it's maybe not as good as you hoped it would be, is maybe it's not as good as the hype would lead you to believe it was supposed to be. And right. uh, I think Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull totally falls into that category for me. That's why I try really hard not to listen to hype. It's hard, though, Matthew, if you if you knew that they were bringing back or that they had found lost archival footage of episodes of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers that no one had ever seen before, and they were going to release it, you might be pretty hype. And then you watch it and you're like, like, okay, "Mm -hmm." we we found some missing Doctor Who's. Yeah, probably. Yeah, and then you would watch it and you'd be like, ooh. Yeah, and then you would be like, okay, well, I'm glad they found it. So there you go. There you go. There you go. Five things not as good as you hoped it would be. Hopefully this show was not one of them, but we are interested in what are your top five things that are not as good as you hoped they would be. You can share your thoughts over in the Major Spoilers Discord server. Jump into that top five channel. Share your thoughts. Everybody else is going to share their thoughts. Why? Because everybody loves a list and we will talk with you soon. This podcast is copyright 2024 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.